Hi, I'm Albion Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. So Douglas, we talk to people all the time. We hear messages from our listening audience on a regular basis, and they always challenge us to address the things that we often don't discuss, but think about, feel, or need to discuss. Mm-hmm. So today's topic is really speaks to people who have been in a relationship for a while. And you know, when you first start a relationship, you're all excited and into each other and all the juices are flowing and you've got all that great chemistry going. But we'll often find that at some point in the relationship, we recognize that the fire is not as hot as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So what our audience wants to know is what kinds of things, what ways can one bring passion back into an already existing relationship? Yeah. What do you think? Well, <laughs> Well, first, to agree with you that I think that maintaining the level of intensity of a relationship, um, at the, maintaining that level that you have at the beginning of a relationship mm-hmm. is nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, these things have, have uh, lulls and flows, uh, but I think it is possible to maintain passion in the relationship. Amen and one of, from my perspective, one of the most important attributes is spontaneity. Is to break out of the mold of the uh, expected. When you walk in the door and without a word, walk up to the person that you are sharing your life with and grab hold of them Mm -hmm. and hold them close, kiss them, Mm -hmm. whisper into their ear, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that are your... Uh, your moves, guys. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. Don't take prisoners. Go in. <laughs> <laughs> that is an incredible moment. You will, hands down, un- unless your mate is completely, uh, uh, you know, distant and aloof, and there's a toxic uh, right uh, and not into you anymore. Right. right. <laughs> uh, you're going to trigger something, mm-hmm. but but don't do it in a calculated way. Do it because you feel it. Do it because at that moment, that's the way you want to express. And, and being physical is fine. As long as it's not overtly, honey, I, you know, let's right away go to the bedroom. Right. <laughs> Which is or not even, a bad you, thing. You don't even have if, to wait for that. Even. But, if but, that's what she wants. But, <laughs> at the risk of using that trite phrase, foreplay. Foreplay is really about creating the conditions right. for. It's really about the, the intimacy, atmosphere. the sharing mm-hmm. of that expression, mm-hmm. building the heat, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I think spontaneous. Uh, sponta- can I say that? I'm not. You said I'm, it not right. I'm having it. Uh, I'm having a, a mouth problem right now. Spontaneity. That's because your idea was so steamy. That's right. It was so steamy that my glasses were foggy. I think another thing is touch. Um, that's vastly underrated. And, and by this, I, it, it can be as simple as just um, putting your hand up against your partner's hand, just feeling a different part of them. And it doesn't, again, have to be in an overtly sexual way. It may lead to that and probably will, but, but touch is, is an incredibly underrated thing. Um, and... Ideally, do that 
in an atmosphere of some quiet Mm -hmm. so that there's a focus around the person you're with, Mm -hmm. that you see them and only them and you're not being distracted. Want a little background music? That's fine. Turn to your Alexa or whatever, your (laughs) your device of choice and, uh, you know, put on some music, but, but be focused around the person that you're with. And then the third thing that I would, I would single out is location, location, location. While you can have passion anywhere, there are, there are locations that are more conducive, places often that are peaceful, that are serene, really are very conducive to this because you both relax. There's no tension. So this is not something that's going to happen with the kitties running around. This is not <laughs> something that's going to happen. Uh, and I'm speaking here to to both genders, but a little more to the women that I know. Um, I know you love your puppy. <laughs> Are you going to tell but me But as a guy, I don't want to have to compete. Of us. <laughs> I don't want to have to compete with your puppy for your attention. So Why if can't you want, we love him together? We can, and there are times for that. But when, when you want my undivided attention, I want your undivided attention. That's fair. So, you know, give the puppy a treat and <laughs> send him or her on their way. <laughs> you know, put the kids with, with your babysitter or you know, have the date night out. But whatever it is, pick up you know, a place that's conducive that where you both feel relaxed and positive. And let things be natural between you. This isn't a forced march mm-hmm. to, and it has to end with both of us right. you know, in, in, in a... In the throes of in the throes physical passion. Physical passion. No. Sometimes it can be just as rewarding for the night to end with both of us just curled up with each other mm-hmm. and feeling good. Mm-hmm. Just feeling that we've had an exchange that built, an, you know, put another building block in place of why... We love each other. So those are my initial thoughts. I reserve the right to come back with more. Yes, you do. (laughs) Because you always instigate (laughs) those thoughts. Spark something else, right? Yeah, you do. Okay, so my first thing would be, um, first you need to learn the love language of your partner. Mm. Because our ability to be effective in communicating something really is based on our understanding of the language that our person speaks. So if we are trying to convey, you know, intensity and passion and intimacy, but we're speaking through our language, but we're not speaking through their language, you can find that feeling of things falling flat. Mm. So I think it's important to make sure that you know the language your partner speaks. Gary Chapman did some great work on the five love languages several years ago, and they include quality time and touch, words of affirmation, acts of service and gifts. Mm. So if your partner, how if your partner receives love through quality time, but you give love through gifts, I might be displaying to you my ultimate love but you're not able to see it at the level and experience at the level that I want you to because it's not your language. So I think it's really important as we start to look at ways to bring passion back into the relationship that we're shooting a straight arrow, that we're actually doing things that are going to be able to be received by our partner. So Mm. if you think about it in terms of if you speak English and I speak French and I say je t'aime, 
I'm saying I love you, but if you don't speak French, you don't know that that's what I'm saying. And that's what happens when we do these things that are our ways of speaking, but our partner is not able to hear them. So I would start there as we start planning our our moments of passion infusion. The next thing that I would say is that it's the simple things. And you're so right about that. Like one of my favorite things is if I'm in the kitchen and, and I'm not saying in terms of the traditional because I don't always cook, I'll be honest, I work a lot, so I don't always get a chance to cook. But when I do, I love it when Matthew walks up behind me. Mm-hmm. And for no other reason, I can just feel his whole body pressed behind me. Mm-hmm. And he just wraps his hands around my waist. And he's not asking for anything. Right. He's not saying anything. But just the feeling of all that man right there mm-hmm. is just wonderful. Yeah. And in the converse, he's a great cook. So there, it's not unusual to find him in the kitchen at all. And I will walk up behind him and I'll put my hands up his shirt. So I wrap my arms, arms mm-hmm. around him, but put my hands up his shirt so that there is skin to skin contact. Mm-hmm. And I put my cheek up against his back and I just hold my face there and I can feel his heart beating in my hand yeah. around him. And he almost always, he'll stand still, he'll stop what he's doing, and he'll stand still. And we both just kind of seek, just let that whole moment sink in. Have you in. and Peggy been comparing notes? <laughs> you know, Peggy yeah, and I, I are yeah. like siblings who are separated, right. you know? Yeah. But like, I just, you just let the moment sink in. And then he always turns around and he hugs me real tight. And he may kiss me and we might not say a word. And we'll just separate and go back into whatever it is that we're doing. Mm -hmm. But there's something about that infusion of connection that leads to deeper levels of passion inside of a relationship. Yeah. You know, speaking of cooking, um, guys, if you are a, a good cook. And you oh enjoy cooking. Goodness. That's a lovely thing that we you can do. It. Share a meal. I did, for Valentine's Day, I, I asked Peggy what she wanted. And I made that meal for her. You know, I, I went shopping, got everything ahead of time. Now, I cook all the time. And so that's nothing unusual. But, of course, you know, this was a little bit nicer meal. And the <laughs> wine was there. The, the yellow roses were there. The, you know, the, there were some other touches that the made it. The full court press. The full court course. press. Right. <laughs> You don't have to wait for Valentine's Day to do that, by the way. Please note, men, did you hear that? Like, it doesn't have to be on the day. It's actually far more exciting to us when it's not. Yeah. uh, Unplanned is really terrific. Get home early and do that. And, you know, I I guarantee you that's 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 going to be a special special time, (laughs) whatever happens. Uh, Yeah. And I think, too, that uh, sharing something with your partner that they enjoy, Mm -hmm. that isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily your thing. Mm-hmm. But their thing is a wonderful way to both discover something that, you know, look, you, you uh, uh, ladies, maybe I, I'm going to pick something just uh, bizarre here. So maybe your guy is uh, you know, a fisherman and that's what he loves to do is to go out on the boat and, and go fishing. Maybe that's not your thing, you know? <laughs> a lot of women don't enjoy fishing. That's fine. No one says that you have to enjoy his hobbies. But once in a while, right? say to him, you know, honey, I, I'd love to go out fishing with you once. You know, I'd love to go out fishing. Mm-hmm. The, you know, pick it, pick it. 
you know, he'll light up. Yes. Because he, he knows you don't like it. Yeah. He knows but that he knows that's you're a, doing it for that's him. That's an act of devotion. Exactly. That you're, exactly. exactly. And, and so this is how we make investments in each other. That selflessness that you practice is going to come back to you. That's not the reason you should do it, but, <laughs> but it is going to come back to you mm-hmm. there tenfold. There is reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Huh? And, and reciprocity, as we know, is a fundamental in relationships. We're in this together for each other, but we're also in this together to get something out of it. And if it's not happening, then the relationship will grow fallow. Absolutely. The one final thing that I would say is, you know, be naked with each other. And we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. that it is so healthy for a relationship to not have clothes all the time and clothes both figuratively and physically. Right. You know, that, and it's not about sex. It's really just mm-hmm. about the fact that I am not hiding any part of who I am from you. So I happen to be a huge advocate of getting in the shower with each other and just talking. Let me wash your back. You wash mine. It might not even be that. You can both do your respective things. It's not a big deal as much as it is the fact that there is no distance between us there's nothing that i'm hiding from you and i can just sit and look at you and listen to right. you and us just be in that space in that way and don't be self-conscious about this at and, all and, and, you know we, we often think that we can hide the things that we're not happy about in, in our <laughs> physical presence from our partner you can't right. you know and and you shouldn't want to that's a you know kind of the negative you know, we are who we are. If you want to work on those things, that's fine. But but your partner loves, loves you, you and is already exactly accepted the way you that you for, are. Exactly. exactly the way you are. So don't hide from them. You know, on the other hand, um, you know, to, to misquote Gypsy Rose Lee, sometimes what you don't see <laughs> is more alluring. So, you know, just always, uh, you know, uh, uh, revealing yourself all the time isn't necessarily the prescription. Right. It's about creating a, you know, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of allure, a little exactly. bit of, of, of uh, sensuality between you. Um, it's the balance between Well, we could things. probably go on on this one forever <laughs> and ever, but we need to bring our conversation to a close. So for this episode, at least, that's another <laughs> love life. Um, we want to thank Chelsea Washington, who's our producer today, Todd Washburn, our recording engineer. We want to thank you, our listeners. That's the reason we do this show. Absolutely. And we hope you'll continue to write to us with suggestions at... Doug, Doug at mm-hmm. lovelife.digital. Indeed, and Alvian at lovelife.digital. And we will be back next week with another episode. Until then, thank you for listening and have a fantastic week. <laughs>